Dives, the show that dives into everything that society tells us not to do. It's time to forget all of your ideas of success and break free from restrictive social norms, starting with today's show. Join Elizabeth Houghton as she explores practical ways to find success on your own terms. Elizabeth is no stranger to being trapped by social norms, but she found his sudden full potential to motivate and mentor others to make a positive change in their life. Each episode, Elizabeth will sit down with trailblazing guests who created their own path to success. It's time to be inspired. You'll now be joined by your host, Elizabeth Houghton. Enjoy the show. Hi, everyone. Thank you for joining me today. I have the absolute pleasure of introducing you all to Helen today. And Helen is the leader of the Female Business Revolution, and it is her mission to support as many females as possible to become financially independent. So welcome to the show, Helen. It's a pleasure to have you here today. Thank you, Elizabeth. It's great to be here. And hello to all the listeners as well. Thank you. Just out of curiosity, what what led you to having your business and leading the female business revolution? How how did that all come about? What's the story behind the birth of that business for you? Oh, well, it's a long, long story, Elizabeth. It goes right back to the beginning. I'll try and make it as concise as I can. So when I was a little girl, I was an only child growing up with my mum and dad. And mum was a teacher and dad was a headmaster. So I had a very, very strict life. And even from that time, I always had this deep down sense that I could never really be me. I could never really be who I was. Mm -hmm. I always had to be what they wanted me to be. So I sensed that from a very young age. And I'd always have these dreams. There'd be two dreams that I'd have at night. And one of them, I'd be standing on stage in front of a big audience and everybody would be clapping and cheering. And then I'd have this other dream where I'd be sitting with people and talking to them and teaching them. So from a young age, I sort of had that sense that I'm either meant to be presenting or moving people forward or both. Mm. And that's come full circle today. But in between then and now, there were a lot of things I wanted to do that I was told I can't do this because it's not secure. So, for instance, when I was 13 years old, I wanted to go to theatre school and my mum and dad said, no way, you're not doing that, dear. It's not a normal job. You won't have a normal income. So I ended up going to uni following what they said. And I loved uni, but... It wasn't my 100% dream. Mm. So things went on. I met my husband. I got married. I had my little boy, and that was the happiest day ever. But then eight months down the road, his dad started cheating on me. So there was just me and my son Mm. left. And then I went into the second thing, which was a teaching. And I taught for many, many, many years. And the best, best thing I enjoyed about that was I made a kid's orchestra from scratch and it won a silver medal in its first competition. And I was like, wow, this is great. And it was such fun because I loved working with all those kids. So that was the moving on part. So then after that, I needed a new challenge. And you know, when you get these signs, these things that come in your path. Mm, yeah. I was in this, yeah, I was in this bookshop and I saw this book on the shelf. It was called Be Your Own Life Coach. 
and my eyes sort of got drawn to the book and then I kept thinking no okay so I started walking out the shop and then something said to me no you go back and you get that book mm. so I went back got the book I was hooked on it and then I went and signed up for a coaching course so that was the very beginning of it and I was really excited full of passion and I managed to get four people signed up but yeah but once that started um, dwindling away I started having mum and dad's voice in the back of my head you know this is not a secure job you can't make money and the thing is, you always trust your mum and dad. Mm -hmm. So even though your intuition might be saying, no, they're not telling the truth, there's a little part of you at that time thinks, okay, maybe I am doing something wrong. Yeah. And that sort of guilt mm -hmm. had me going up and down with things. So it was like very much famine and feast. And I did other things to get, you know, income coming in. But then when things got too bad, I had that feeling, that light bulb moment. And it said, you know, you're meant to be empowering women. You're meant to be moving women forward. And all these dreams were coming back. The dreams have been on the stage and all of that. So I started the business in its current form just before the lockdown. No, just after the lockdown had actually started. So it was April 2020. And um, we just, we've just been picking up steam. There's loads going on now. Um, we're getting this signature program out there, the Intuitive Income Program. And that's especially for women who wanna be financially free in their business and see a turnaround in eight weeks, because it's all so important. The reason why I started that revolution was, you know, to get more and more women in the world to a place of financial freedom so that they can live the life that they want to live. They're not asking other people for money. They're doing the things that they want to do when they want to do them. But on a bigger scale as well, they can actually go and make a legacy of their own or create something really special of their own, something really um, dominant through the money that they have in the world. Yeah, and through that program, these women um, that are going to join and have financial independence, which I, I'm in Australia, as you know, and right now it's the stats that are out there are quite alarming around how this pandemic have impacted women financially. Mm. Far, far more than men, far more women have lost their jobs and yeah, really compounded. So it's actually so more important, more important than ever for women who want to be financially independent to have that support to be able to do that and regrow the wealth that they have lost during this interesting time we find ourselves living in. Is it any woman or is it a woman who wants to be an entrepreneur? Can they want an exec job or do they need to want to be a life coach? Like what type of women are you looking for for this program? Okay, so um, mainly they should be entrepreneurs. The main group of people that I work with are the 40preneurs. Yep. So anybody aged 40 to 50, because um, when you're doing your coaching, when you're working with your ideal client, a lot of the time they're an earlier version of you. So as you can see, I'm a 50preneur, but I love working with 40preneurs because I can get them through that stage 
And the thing is with a 40-preneur, we pretty much have the same sort of restrictions growing up. Mm. And I'm there to say to that particular age group, hey, you don't have to listen to that now. You know it's a load of rubbish. You go and blaze your own trail and it starts by being financially free and that's where I can help you. Mm. And it's, it's so important, isn't it, to start saying to ourselves, no, you don't need to listen to what you've picked up in your childhood and may it be your parents or your grandparents or teachers, whoever it is, the people around you that forms our value system. And I noticed it in you with your teaching journey and you're going into being a life coach. Those thoughts started to come up, which I call limiting beliefs from what your parents have told you. No, that's not secure. You can't earn money like that. And that's when your client count started to dwindle off because you started to believe it and our thoughts become our reality, right? And when we keep telling ourselves we can't do something or we have a nagging feeling that has come from a place of love, right? Like our parents what they've said to us has come from a place of love. They want us to have an easy lifestyle. But sometimes when their voices come up and it's misaligned with us, we then start behaving in a different way. We as entrepreneurs sometimes can come off like standoffish or we don't do the tasks we need to do to push our business forward because we've got this little voice in our head saying, no, this is a bad idea. You can't do this. And then you start behaving in that way instead of continuing on moving past that thought and changing that thought what do you find with your 40 plus planners um yeah what kind of beliefs do they have to break down what is there a theme there for them yeah there's quite a few beliefs going on so a lot of them will say things like oh a big one is um i can't earn more than my husband because it'll cause problems with the relationship so they're always taught to play smaller than the man in the family because of um, all the stuff they've seen growing up and it hasn't happened normally in their in their family situations where the woman has been the breadwinner or the woman has had more freedom so they've sort of shrunk into a little box and said you know I can't play small I can't earn more than him I've got to earn this much money and that's it. I can't go any further. So that's one. Then um, a lot of them think um, I can't do it because people will judge me. So they might say, oh, you know, people will laugh at the way I look. Even the stupid things like people will laugh at the way I look or people will laugh at the way I sound. And who's going to listen to me when there are tons of other people out there? Mm. All that kind of stuff to stop um, moving their business forward. And then in the sense of money, a lot of them saw probably their fathers taking control of the money and then mum having a little bit for housekeeping money. So as soon as they get money, they think, ah, women aren't supposed to have lots of money. Mm-hmm. And a lot of them end up spending it, you know, going shopping with all the money and then coming home with a big load of things and all the money gone because that's what they know that's the um, subconscious program that's going on as well then you've got the ones on the other side who were saying I don't want to spend any money on me spend my money on the husband spend my money on the kids oh I'm fine you know put me at the back of the queue subconsciously those are the main things but come into the whole lot of it there's two big roots to all of those things one of them is 
I won't be loved. Mm-hmm. And the other one is, I'm not worthy. So all those behavior patterns that are going on, you can trace them back to one of those two core beliefs. Yeah. And I'd say that's probably not that much different. So I work with under 35s and I would Mm -hmm. actually say that stuff isn't that different. Like it's different in a way, but it comes back to those two core things of I won't be loved. I'm not worthy. And, you know, I'm not capable. I can't do it. That, that kind of stuff that is underlining there of at some stage in their lives, they've been told, no, you can't do something. And if you do this because it's different from everyone else, you're not going to be loved. It's going to be awkward. It's going to cause friction. You're going to lose friends. And I also don't believe with that, I want to unpack that. I won't be loved piece of it. Um, I found with like my generation of business owners, um, when you go on social media, quite a lot of them talk about how you are going to lose friends on your journey. And that really frustrates me. So many of them will come out and openly talk about how, because you're doing something different from your friends, because you're stepping away from your corporate career and going another way, they're not going to understand. They're not going to understand that you don't have this time that you used to have because you're investing in your business and you're going to lose friends. And that may have been their journey. And I find it really hard that we're perpetuating that out to other people who are looking at doing something different of, well, if you do something different, you're going to lose people in your life. And it's not been, thankfully, it's not been my journey, but it's really tough when you see other people who you aspire to, who are doing something similar to you, who are telling you, well, if you do this, be prepared, you're going to lose people you love. And that's, that's tough. Do you find that in your space that, their kind of messages that some people in the field are kind of going out with yeah there are one or two that do say that and the thing is that you have to have that balance because it is something that they do need to be aware of but it shouldn't be shoved down their throats all the time it should just be sort of put across like yeah you are going to lose friends but as you evolve that's a natural thing that happens anyway. So think back when you were in your 20s and maybe um, you had your family. And then when you were in your 30s and your little boy went to school, you started doing a job. You started mixing with a different set of people, mm-hmm. didn't you? And you didn't think, oh, no, I've lost my friends. It, it was just mm-hmm. something that transitioned. Mm-hmm. So if they put it in that sort of way, that'll be a lot easier yeah. rather than give, planting that negative seed in their head because that could be making them go round and round too. That's it, right? And I don't, I haven't seen, I love just how you put that of it, an evolution, right? The people, you know, I know very few people from my childhood, but I still have friends and my some of my friends have grown with me. Some of them have come with me on my lovely business journey and part with all my tantrum tantrums and my tears and, everything and they've been there even though it's not what they're doing some haven't some haven't got it that's cool but through this journey I now mix with a completely different circle of women because we're doing something that aligns with we're owning businesses where you know we're, we're breaking down those social norms of females owning businesses out earning our partners and we're working through what that means and then still trying to be the traditional women, you know, the homemaker and all of that stuff. So 
I love that it's an evolution as we evolve our friends because we're mixing with different people and it's not a loss it's not a you're gonna lose friends and very few I found in my generation of entrepreneurs are putting it in that way and that's really powerful Mm -hmm. definitely the look and sounds like um limiting belief wow is that more around social media turning up present on social media and doing videos and people going oh i can't i can't do that because my hair my hair's not done and is that kind of stuff yeah and the problem is there's nothing wrong with those people they they don't look like monsters or anything like that <laughs> they, they're just normal people they're just like oh is there a spot on my nose or yeah. something or a lump on my chin i can't go on but you know th- there's nothing wrong with them it's just this thing about perfection and mm. comparison and yeah. all this all over again the things that women have to suffer which is um rubbish again because you know people want to see you if you know you've made an effort if you're looking clean and your hair's nice and you've got a nice top on or a nice dress or whatever it is and you're not looking scruffy you're just going on to the video and speaking then you know people do like to see a real person they don't want somebody there who just looks like a parrot and hardly moves yeah you know so and, and that's the thing when a person goes onto a video or when a person goes and does some speaking, um, there's only them that can do it like this. There's no other person in the world that can do it like them. And when they become their real selves, then the right people gravitate towards them. The right people say, hmm, I like the sound of her. Or, oh, she looks good. I like the way she presents. And then you've got your tribe it's not the other way around and a lot of people keep thinking this oh I've got to do this because somebody would like this I've got to do that because somebody would like that no when you're starting out in the beginning people need to know who you are first and foremost you've got to be strong with that core you've got to say what you believe you've got to speak your own truth out there and once you do that without being scared those people will gravitate towards you yeah, and that is so true. Your tribe will find you. Just show up as you. Don't I like? Yeah. Don't get caught up in these vanity metrics of oh my god, how many people have liked my Instagram post? It honestly does not matter. Um, is my view. Mm. It doesn't matter how many likes you get, how many followers you have. If you have ten followers, and those ten followers are your ideal tribe, they're gonna spend money with you. But you could have a yeah. hundred thousand followers. And they're the wrong people. So it doesn't necessarily, followers doesn't necessarily create more wealth, right? It doesn't necessarily mean no. these people are going to buy from you. And my view has always been, I'm, I'm lucky. I've, I have built up a relatively good social media presence, but I've worked hard at it. But yeah, I'd much rather have the 10 and the 10 I know who are going to interact, comment and buy from me over the 14 and a half thousand that I actually have and it's more of a struggle because you know that they're not necessarily all my idle clients so I'm talking to a bunch of people who are there watching me but they might never buy from me so I do think it's really important to try and switch off that mindset and obviously social media is built in a way for us to be addicted to it to want those love hearts and those thumbs up and it's hard kind of pulling ourselves back from that saying actually 
that stuff doesn't matter. Show up as yourself, add value. The right people will come to you. And that's, that's your tribe. And it doesn't matter how big that tribe is. If they're your right tribe and they're, they like what you're putting out there and they buy from you, that's all you need. And how many people yeah. do you really need? You don't need thousands of millions of no. people because you couldn't physically see them all anyway. No, you couldn't serve that many people even if you wanted to. No. Yeah. And um, the problem with a lot of people I find is that while they're building up their confidence, um, sometimes they're going after people who aren't their ideal client mm -hmm. because they're thinking, oh, I'm not going to get any money. I'll be desperate. So they'll go after this one and that one and that one instead of hanging on that bit longer and waiting for the right people to come. Mm. Yeah. And I, it, it's true, right? It is true. We get into this scarcity mindset and really interesting. Mm. Um, this podcast would have, wouldn't have gone live for this stage, but I'm actually doing a masterclass on scarcity to abundance. And it's really interesting yeah. because it is that, isn't it? The fear starts to creep in. Like you spoke about when you had those four clients and that started to drop off and that's when your mm -hmm. fear, your scarcity started to drop in. So you went and did some other stuff and that happens. It happens in business, right? I would love yeah. to meet a business person who's had consistent revenue from day one. Please come and tell us how you did that. But it ebbs and flows and you have yeah. to go through that. And I recently went through a journey of I've come out of corporate 10 years in corporate now running my own business full-time and love it and it's been a real transition more so in the last couple of months than ever before for me because with your corporate job you get this regular income right you get paid yeah. every fortnight or every month however it's set up where you work and then all mm -hmm. of a sudden when you're working for yourself it doesn't necessarily work like that you could have two weeks that is really really good and then you could have three weeks where you don't make any revenue. And I had to yeah. get my head around that. It was a really interesting mindset shift of, don't forget two weeks ago, you did really well and you made more revenue than what you made in your corporate job. So why are you now stressing out two another two weeks and you haven't made any revenue? <laughs> and it's a really yeah. hard thing. And someone just said to me, think about it in a different way. Think about it as, do you want to say, either split your year into six months or have your year as the 12 months and say what's your target by the end of the six months so instead of having your month monthly targets are important because they give you something to work towards but be okay with the fact that that may fluctuate and as long as yeah. at the end of the period that you've set six or 12 months you're where you want to be that is okay because you will have periods of time that is really busy and other periods that aren't so busy yeah true and focusing on that end goal it's way easier because in those lean periods you don't get frightened you don't get overwhelmed because you know what's coming yeah and it's trusting that it's going to come and that comes back to trusting in the universe and knowing that yeah your tribe is going to come to you if you keep showing up consistently your tribe mm -hmm. is going to come to you um really interesting about the perfectionism thing I love that yeah I struggle with that I think most people oh. do um, I've picked up a new saying so I was doing some work a while ago and um, one of my girlfriends got children in school now and um, I, I, as I was growing up we used to say to our well 
adults used to say to us, practice makes perfect, right? Really cool. Yeah. But they've now swapped it. And one of my girls, because I said it in a video and my girlfriend was straight on me. She was like, you can't say that anymore. And I'm like, why? Why can't I say that anymore? But apparently children are now being told practice makes progress. And I love that because it takes yeah. away this perfectionist mindset because nothing is going to be perfect ever. Yeah. But mm -hmm. progress is so important. So practice makes progress. Get better every day. Set yourself the goal of being better than you than you were yesterday instead of perfect. Because what yeah. is perfect? Like perfect is so unattainable, right? And we always exactly. move the goalpost as well, right? We'll get to a certain point and then we're like, oh, now we want to do this. So yeah. We never actually reach path. Well, we may reach it for ourselves, but when we change it, we change what perfect looks like once we get to where we wanted to get to. Exactly. So progress is much better. It just sums it up because that's like a lifelong journey. Yeah. And it's, it's not something that feels contradictory, is it? No. As if it was like perfect. Oh, perfect. Mm. But progress. Yeah. I'm yeah. having a bit of that. Yeah, it's a good one, isn't it? And I, I was, I'm like, mm. oh, I need to, I need to remember this one and use this one now. <laughs> and it just, it feels so much better because we are on this journey, yes. on this evolution. Everything we do is a learning opportunity. I'm very much of, there's no such thing as failure. Um, you yeah. can't fail. Like, yes, you might not achieve what you set out to achieve, but you would have learned something in that journey. So as long as you've learned something, that is part of the You can take that with you into the next thing, right? Um, exactly. And it just goes into that practice, progress makes, practice makes progress. That's the one. That's the one. Yeah. <laughs> it's going to take a while. It's a very different saying to what I was brought up with. <laughs> yeah, me too. I have practice makes perfect. Yeah. Um, we, we should put it as affirmation, shouldn't we? We should have it on those little stickers. Practice makes progress and walk around the house saying yes. it. Yes, it's um, let's get my little post-it notes out, which I do have on my desk with my affirmations. And talking about affirmations, before we jumped on, Helen and I were talking about vision boards and the power of vision boards. So I'd absolutely love to unpack that with you, Helen, and talk about what's been your journey or with vision boards. I know some of my clients think it's a little bit like out there, a little bit woo-woo of why have I put a picture of that nice house I want on my fridge? How am I suddenly going to get it? Um, so I'd love to know how, one, how you became aware of vision boards and how you got into it. Cause I'm going to make the assumption growing up in the traditional way you did, vision boards weren't part of your upbringing. So how did this no. all come about for you? So um, the vision boards didn't start for me until quite later. When I'd started being a coach, I was going to these networking events and um, there was one woman in there and she was um, a vision board. All she did was train people on vision boards. So um, she was telling us about what it was and, oh, I like the look of this. We'll go down. So we all went down to this little room in a pub. I think it was on a Saturday afternoon with our boards and then we had scissors and glue and all these magazines with pictures and it was such fun and even though you know putting things on the board but being in the energy with like about 10 other people in there 
that energy just lifted us up when we were doing it. And it was like a sort of association, like a sort of anchor almost. Mm. So I always remember that first time. But um, yeah, that's how I came across it because another woman was doing it. And then what was the second thing you asked me? How do people get... How powerful have you found it? Like you, you've obviously, you've, you've gone on this training, you've discovered it, this woman's doing vision board training, which is fantastic, love it. And how have you used it throughout your life? From knowing- um, I've had, yeah, I've had vision boards. I've got a vision board now, but what I must say, when I started it though, it, it wasn't working for me. And the reason why was because I had to clear that thing in my mind that said, uh-uh, you can't have these things. Because the funny part with me is going back to mum and dad again in conditioning. And I was thinking the voice that was saying, you can't have these things, mm. was the right voice. And of course, it wasn't. But because mum and dad had said it, then it must be right in inverted commas. Yeah. But really, it, it's, it's not. And it took me all that time and all that journey to realise that. So now I just love vision boards. I've got a vision board upstairs. It's in my bedroom. So I see it first thing when I wake up in the morning. And um, I absolutely love it. And um, it's always a good thing to keep refreshing it. If you've got big goals on there, I like having smaller goals on mine too, because it keeps the momentum and the freshness of it. And um, I was down looking at some nice watches today. So I'll be printing them off and putting them on the board and some nice handbags as well. And not just about watches and handbags, but I love them. And, you know, you should do what you love. Yeah, definitely. And it's it's interesting, isn't it? The power of visualization and having a vision board in a space where you see it every day. And it's it's that the way I use mine, I, I, I don't cut out pictures and mine, mine is not very artistic because I'm a perfectionist and it stresses me out. I could not deal with a messy vision board. So mine is word. So if you are listening to this and you're like me and you're like, I can't do collage because if it's not perfect, I have to start again. And that is a hell of a lot of money you are spending on magazines every time you need to restart your vision board because you stuck something in the slightly wrong place. Um, it doesn't have to be really picture like if you're a visual person that's fantastic um but if you get too hung up on it doesn't look quite right there's other ways you can do vision boards but it's that reminder it's that focus of what are you striving towards why are you working towards that why are you getting up today and why are you doing what you are doing and having that vision board is that constant reminder it's like affirmations when you say them to yourself often enough they become your reality because you're constantly reminding yourself of it so it's tricking your brain into going oh yes I'm doing x y and z to get that and to do that that is what I'm striving towards and it gives us that it changes just the way we think about what we're doing and it encourages us to continue to take those small steps every day towards whatever it is we've put on our vision board may that be some lovely cutouts with some glue and sticking sticky tape which I cannot do or may it just literally be a shopping list a bit like mine um but whatever works for you or you can use Pinterest as well actually these days but it's whatever works for you it doesn't have to be that traditional thing that I can't do because it stresses me out (laughs) oh wow 
But it's right though, Elizabeth. It's like you say, whatever works for you. And if yours is just words, and that sort of gives you that fire in your belly when you see the words, then it's your. It's always yours, isn't it? Yeah. You're the only one that matters. It, as long as you like something, it doesn't matter if you're the only one who does. Yeah, that is it. That is it. It is all about you. So it's been an absolute pleasure speaking with you today, Helen. And thank you so much for sharing all of those little bits of gold with us. In terms of your female business revolution, give us your elevator pitch. Let's tell the audience in your elevator pitch what that is all about and how they can join. Brilliant. So the female business revolution it's mainly for female 40 preneurs, but we don't mind female preneurs of all ages if they resonate with the message that we're giving. And it's all about getting them to be financially free. So to step up, maybe from those four to five figure months or whatever it is for them to get this smooth transition so that they're ending up making the money that they want to make without anybody giving them a limit, you know, doing what they want to do when they want to do it, and also creating massive assets eventually so that they can make that big difference and they can change the world around. So it's those people who've got that fire in the belly that are at that beginning stage where they're thinking, right, okay, I've gone so far in my business, but now I'm realising I'm here to play a bigger game. So they need those tools to get the money to give them whatever they want to do and make those big changes. And the way that I teach them is helping them to tap into their intuition because your intuition is your best friend in business. If you're friends with that, you can make mighty leaps forward. And it doesn't matter how long someone else says it takes to make X amount of money. When you know and you're following your intuition 100%, you can surprise everyone, but the trick is to go with it and stay with it. So the main program is the Intuitive Income Program. It's an eight week program. It's open already. And we're still welcoming people because we want these women becoming financially free. You get a workbook every week, you get access to me on Messenger and every person who comes onto that course gets a one-to-one -one hour with me where I dig deep and find out what's at the root of holding them back. So they're saving thousands of pounds and time and energy as well. So everyone is really, really welcome. You can find Helen on Facebook and LinkedIn, and I will make sure all of um, Helen's contact details and all of her Facebook group links are in the show notes. So if you want to reach out to Helen, if you're seeking financial independence as an entrepreneur, reach out to Helen. This is a fantastic eight-week program and it will really unlock those money blocks you may be having and those limiting beliefs that you're carrying with you around what you're doing to just elevate you on your journey. Let's supercharge your journey on um, to your goals and you can do that with Helen's support. for listening to finding success on your own terms don't miss out on new episodes released every wednesday if you enjoyed the show don't forget to subscribe to finding success on your own terms on apple podcasts to stay tuned for upcoming episodes projects and news follow elizabeth houghton on instagram 
at Southern Full Potential and connect with her on LinkedIn at linkedin.com slash IN slash Elizabeth Coach. Discover your full potential and find out more about how you can change your life today at southernfullpotential.com. Mm-hmm.